a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. To see, to see the face of God is to be destroyed. So God now veils himself in, in the flesh and blood of Jesus. And he uses that, those means, namely his flesh and his blood, his life and, and his death, he uses those means to save us. And when we were baptized at the font with God's name placed upon us, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, with the sign of the cross being placed upon our forehead and our hearts marking as ones redeemed. We were adopted as sons of God. Uh, I think... Oh, huh? 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 <laughs> oh, oh. Are we doing the show now? Is the theme over? Broadcasting from the famous EICJ grayish microphone, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> what does that mean? EI Excellence in Christian Journalism? That's it. E-I- <laughs> That's us. That's Table Talk Radio. I don't mean... When, when, you, when you are just thinking of... Excellence in Christian journalism. <laughs> tabletop, it's like that word association game. If I were to say excellence in Christian journalism, everybody would think tabletop, tabletop radio. radio. Boom. <laughs> Without even questioning it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, tell us what our excellence in Christian journalism has in store for us today. I'm going to open up our episode planning on Trello here. Uh, let's see. Show 317. You know what we should put on this Trello thing? Our phone number. Then I could look at it. <laughs> so we got email and buzzwords, first thing. Then we're going to do, it says, 512 thing. And then the missional move, the five-step missional dance, and then etc. That's on the show today. Oh, the five-step. Okay. Don't worry. I'm going to be writing that down. We got a new dance move. We have the famous, the world famous, never to be repu- rep- replicated, Repl- never to be duplicated, <laughs> Table Talk Radio Heresy two-step. Is nice. that a two-step? Oh, yeah. Which we already know how to do famously, but we're adding to our repertoire today, uh, Dancing with the Heretics style, the five-step missional move. If you want to be a missionalist, this is, these are the moves you need to make. <laughs> That'll be good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How do I do this? I am so confused by this thing. What, the Trello? There we go. Boom. Oh, you added something to it. Oh, there's our phone number. That's no, that's a terrible place to put it. <laughs> our phone number, if you have questions or comments about the show, is 1-800-385-SOLA. That's S-O-L-A, SOLA. Thanks for calling. You know, pretty pretty soon, once we get this figured out, I can just sit here and feeding you information, and uh, and uh, you can be hosting the show. I don't I even have to be how, here anymore. Or that's that's how radio people do it. I'm sure it is. Oh, yeah. You, you just have... Uh, you know, Jeff Schwartz behind the glass, pulling up Trello and sending things to... Oh, yeah, that's how it works. Heck, yeah. That's a great idea. Whoever that Jeff Schwartz guy is. What's, what are you talking about? Anyway, my buzzword for you, that's where we're going to start. This is it. My buzzword for you is repentance. Repentance. Now, repentance normally is defined as turning around. That's sort of right. But when you know what most people mean is like you're doing all this bad stuff, 
and then you stop doing the bad stuff, and that's repentance. You know, that's how normally people take it. The problem with that is, it's not what the Bible talks about. The Bible talks about two parts of repentance, the first being contrition or sorrow over your sin, and the second being faith in the promise of the gospel, the forgiveness of sins. That is, in fact, true repentance. And then uh, fruits come later. The good work and things like that are the fruit of repentance. So, um, so there you go. So you have, you have this uh, where Jesus talks about that there's uh, uh, more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than 99 who need no repentance. Yeah. And the, the verb is uh, there is, is a, 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 a present perfect. So uh, yes. that, that there's rejoicing over Don't one sinner who, who is repenting and continues to repent. Oh, I see. <laughs> So, I mean, most people say, oh, yeah, I repented. Now I've amended my life, and now I am on the straight and narrow. I don't need repentance anymore. Well, you just move from making the angels rejoice to despair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is the uh, the first of the 95 theses. Remember this? When our Lord Je- and Master Jesus Christ said repent, he willed that the whole life of a believer, it would be repentance. Yeah, so, so not just a one-time occur- occurrence. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Okay, my theological buzzword for you is quia. Which means because. <laughs> okay. All right. What else? Uh, see what? Oh, do you want me to explain that a little bit? No. <laughs> just. <laughs> it's just that's just your buzzword. The, just queer. <laughs> just queer. Uh, so this Sola is what queer. we're talking about. That's how to say it. Sola queer. <laughs> just because. Only because. That's all. <laughs> I'm going to start saying it all the time. Soliquia. Uh, why are you doing that? Soliquia. <laughs> okay, uh, quia in reference to theolo- uh, theological discussion is probably in reference to our subscription to the Lutheran Confessions. Now, I could say that I, sus- I subscribe something grad. insofar as I, I agree with it. Or that is the other Latin word, which is insofar as us. I think that's quatanus. Quatanus. That's right. So, uh, so if I said, "Oh, here's a document," or I I agree with the 39 articles, in so far as I think that they agree with the Bible, that means you could leave out almost all of the articles that he wanted to. You, it also means you could subscribe to the book of uh, what's that thing called the Koran that way. Yeah, sure. But if I were to say I subscribe or I believe that the Lutheran confessions, um, I I I agree with them because they are accurate representation of the Holy Scriptures, that is an unconditional subscription. So that you're, you're saying that you wholeheartedly agree in, in all of its uh, forms, the confessions agree with the, with the Scriptures. And uh, Lutheran, confe- Lutheran pastors confess, or at least they should, that uh, the, the Lutheran confessions uh, are in agreement with the Holy Scriptures, so therefore they should subscribe quia, because. Yeah, I think that's right. Okay. Uh, emails. Let's see. You got oh yeah, I got one here. You got it. You got it there. Go you ahead. See how that works. The email. All right. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Look at this. You're telling me what my buzzword Boom. is. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, now I don't have to remember things. <laughs> I don't have to. That's the whole point of Trello. I don't have to remember anything in my whole life anymore. <laughs> I don't even try. I'm like, yeah. How, how many Trello boards do you have in your life? I don't know. I mean, is uh, Jesus I number one? You. Is Jesus the number one Trello board in your life? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you you can move your boards around and you put Jesus at the bottom. You need to make Jesus the number one Trello, number board, one of your Trello life. board. All right, I'll <laughs> repent. 
Hold on, I just got an email to confirm I'm going to be on issues etc. 24 this weekend. Let me just respond to that. What are you talking here. about? Not that Lutherans knows that do not is. have. Uh, uh, I'm answering the question. Do Lutherans have an eschatology? Sometimes. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. I've got twelve. Uh, twelve Trello boards. One for each disciple. <laughs> one for each month. One for each plague plus two. One for each tribe. Uh, here's a question from. Uh, let's see. Dear pastors, let's see if she signed this. Maybe it's not signed. I'm, dear pastors, I'm confused about repentance and forgiveness. Lutherans teach that we must regularly confess our sins and receive forgiveness. Does this mean that we stop being justified when we sin? I don't think that's right, but I'm afraid that it is. Some friends of mine think Christians should move beyond focusing on Jesus and forgiveness because we are already justified. I know that isn't right, but I'm confused. Thanks. You want to rephrase your question? I'm not sure I'm quite getting it. Well, so yeah, so the question is we always are repenting, right? Mm-hmm. So does that and we're always being forgiven. So mm-hmm. for example, we pray the Lord prayer, forgive us our trespasses, or we go to church and we say Lord have mercy, uh I'm a poor miserable sinner, etc. Mm-hmm. Now the, the so the question is are are we when and the Lord forgives us, but does that mean when we when we sin, do we lose that forgiveness ah, and see. need to have it restored by repentance? So it's as if we're falling in and out of grace, uh, depending on... So when we're sin, we're out, and then forgiveness brings us back in. And then right, we're that's again, right. We're out. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and no. then she says, but so, so that doesn't seem right. But then so some people say, look, if we're justified and you stay justified, then can't we move on and quit always repenting? Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I, I think how how this is best reconciled is by that uh, wonderful Latin phrase we have, simul usis et peccator. Um, the simul? Yeah, the simul. Um, so that we are, we are at the same time justified and sinners. And this is because uh, though we've been given this new gift of, uh, of, of God, the, the new creation, we've been made new by his water and his word, and we've been made clean, our flesh continues to exist. So these two natures, then the old Adam and the and the new creation, are constantly at war with each other, and insofar as we have a, a sinful nature, we will continue need, uh, need the need for repentance, and insofar as we are a new creation, we will always stand justified. And these two things will both be true, and this is one of the marks of Lutheran theology, is that we let a paradox be a paradox. Um, the paradox is maybe two true statements that Man, can that's stand. A- you you use two neo Lutheran cliches in the same answer. What, what was the what was the second one? Paradox. What was the first one? The simul. Oh, nice. And by the way, I use the buzzword, so I get five hundred points. Dang it! That's I was just you, listening for cliches. That, that's what you get for for <laughs> playing around on Trello when we're doing a show. <laughs> I'm but writing it, your answer in here. But does that make sense? Uh, so that if uh, if I am both a sinner and also that I'm justified, then. Then it's not that I am that I lose that uh, justification when I sin. It's just that the sinner's doing his thing. Yeah, I think that's right. That's right. So we live under. I mean, the forgiveness of sins is a declared sort of thing. So it belongs to us as our inheritance as children of God. Of course, the devil's always coming to us and lying to us that we've lost it. So that the Lord Jesus is always coming and saying, "No, no, you belong to me." Right. Now, Your sins we, do not stand. When we get back from this break, I want to maybe make another comment about why we don't move past then this justification and onto bigger and better things. We'll be right back. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Stop me now. I'm having such a good time. I'm having a ball. Stop me now. If you want to have a good time, just give me a call. Stop me now. 
part-time hosts. Full-time nonsense. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I've got Man, some. I could be in a band if those were the words. <laughs> I've got Aye. some good news for you. I've always... Yes, yes. You always want to be in a band. Just say it. Yeah. I always want to be in a band. Say I it. Do. I always have wanted to be in a band, and I, I want to be the, in the band, and I want to be the guy in the band that yells. That yells, boy. <laughs> you know, in the boy. background. Yeah. Whatever they want me to yell, I'll yell anything. You know, anything, any, any word Just with give two me letters. something to yell. Ha. Blah. Who? Oh, yeah. Ugh. You may. I mean, I'll just be the yeller. I'll be or some sort of rock band, and I'll be the guy that just yells in the background. You may have missed oh. your calling. I'm just going to throw that out. Yeah. You'd be the good well, yeller. Maybe I'll just practice in the show. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> hey, I've got some good news for you. During the last commercial yeah! break. Oh, that won't be annoying at all. And during the last commercial break, we figured out what game we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Kick the dog, comfort the child. This is a game where we uh, uh, we learned how to <laughs> not be typical Fort Wayne grads. Is that basically the, the point of this? That we learned how to love no, the no. lost? No, no. Half typical Fort Wayne grads. Gra- <laughs> no, no. Half, half. The c- kick the dog part, that's the typical Fort Wayne guy. The console the child part, that's... Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, that's district the other part. president. So half typical Fort Wayne guy. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not right. It, whatever. That can't be right. No, comfort the comfort the child. That would be the pastor part, you know. Yeah, but less the pastor from this Fort Wayne. What is picture of you? Yeah, that's right. Anyway, um, so yeah, so that's how we go. So so we did, we make this distinction: Are you a false teacher or are you falsely tart? <laughs> and if you're falsely tart, if you're a false tart, little, then uh, then you get compassion. I don't think if you should, on the you other should start hand, drinking you while are... you're still at church. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's a snowy day. Uh, if you are a false teacher, you get kicked. If you are falsely taught, then you get... Uh, Comforted? Sold. I yeah, think that's okay. how that goes. All right. Comforted. Well, th- we're going to play this with some uh, material here from uh, our friends over there at uh, Lutheran Hour Ministries who have started a brand new, um, what do you call this? A brand new thing. Ministry. <laughs> okay, ministry. <laughs> it's uh, a ministry. Known as 514. Now, what's 514, you might ask? Well, you might ask that what of your address 514? bar. <laughs> what's Five fourteen dot com. Everybody, I like that video. Is that the video on here that we're going to watch? Where everybody's asking. Oh yeah. What's five fourteen? Everybody like, wants to know. You what's have a five fourteen? Different, different different definition of everybody than I do. Because <laughs> in fact, nobody I know is asking what's five fourteen. All right. So, but so in this video, right. you have to first <laughs> what, of all discern what we mean by everybody is nobody. 
<laughs> so in this That's first like video, saying, everybody's listening to Table Talk Radio. All right, we get Everybody the point. We get the point. Moving on. Table Talk Radio. We get the is. point. Okay. I, I, by the way, think that this five fourteen is we are so behind the times. We need to update our name. We need to. You know what they call this? Rebranding. Mm. That's what they call it in the church growth circles. What's I know our, all about what's it. What's ours going to be? So, as the visionary, as the obvious visionary leader of this of this Wait, radio why is that obvious? program, you're a maintenance minister. Everybody knows that. For <laughs> heaven's sake. So, uh, so I'm going to rebrand our show as Two TR. Two TR. So, if you could only see Table Talk Radio, see TTR, but TTRs. No, 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 no. Never mind. I'm going to. I changed. I changed my mind. I'm changing the mission and the vision right now, and it is T squared R. Ooh, nice. T squared R. That's that's T squared R. That's Table Talk Radio right there. Now I've never seen. No a longer vi- are we Table Talk Radio. We are T squared R. I've never seen a vision turn a 180 so quickly like that before. Usually it's after a few months of failure, but like, oh, now we got a new I, vision. I know. I am really good. I'm good at this vision casting. I don't. I don't have to. Uh, you you got to be able to change on a dime, man. And it, you know, see, changing the vision so so often and so quickly, you know what it does? It forces submission to all those under my leadership. Ah, okay, there it is. You are uh, you are a visionary leader. Uh, okay, are we just going uh, to listen to you go on and on this whole episode, or are we just gonna we're gonna no. actually play some of all these right, games? Keep going. Yeah, okay, what, so the first all task right, before you is that you're you have to discern whether you're listening. How dare to you a question falsely... the visionary leader of our radio show? <laughs> Are you listening to the falsely <laughs> teaching or the falsely taught? And here's the first uh, consideration. The question everyone's asking is, what's 514? <laughs> Matthew 514 says you are the light of the world. 514 is a training program designed for teens that trains them to shine Christ's light and the lives of their friends. I'm Sarah Goldalian, manager of evangelism training for Lutheran Hour Ministries and creator of 514. The millennial generation is the largest unchurched group in the U.S. One in four teens identifies with no religion at all. What better way to reach them with the message of hope than through their peers? Through 514, Christian teens will learn to step into the unique role God has created for them as his witness. 514 will inspire our teens to impact the world around them by standing up for Christ instead of settling for the world. They'll recognize that God can use them for his glory. This will help them reshape their thinking from, what can I get away with, to, will this action or word cause others to praise God, as Matthew 5 calls them to do. But you may have noticed, teens, they don't listen until we meet them where they're at. 514, it captures their attention because teens help design it. They'll be attracted to 514 because this media-intense program reflects their interests. 514 training events are not only instructive, but they're entertaining and they encourage social interaction among teens. 514, it speaks their language. Training events are personal. They're led by young presenters who serve as healthy role models. They're also virtual as part of an online community. 514 is edgy. Cutting edge media, music, and entertainment play a huge role in the actual and virtual 514 world. The 514 website is cutting edge, and it gets right to the point. Teens and young adult leaders, they get real about God, about teen struggles, and about how to share Christ. Teens will also find videos and music that will catch their attention while lifting up Christ. Imagine MTV, but with the message of Jesus Christ. 
They'll see their own videos and music post. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I, I can't help but pause it. Do you think the teens today know what MTV is? <laughs> Imagine. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Imagine Leave It to Beaver, only cool. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll let it continue. So to our site and the one prize for participating. <laughs> So, all in all, teens will see that being prizes? a Christian a minute, is more than cool. Prizes. What's that? We give away prizes. Yeah. We Cable do. Talk Radio. When's the last time we did a listener participation game, like, eons ago? I don't know. Well, when's the last time we had a listener? This eons is the problem ago. with this whole thing. <laughs> if they want to change the question, what can I get away with, to what can I do to glorify Christ? But I think, you know how we do our show prep? We're sitting here saying, hey... What with Trillo? can we get away with? <laughs> That's cutting edge, though, Trello, man. That is. Imagine Trello with Christian content. That's Table Talk Radio. <laughs> you know you can make your Trello board public so people could get onto our Trello board and put stuff on there for us to talk about? I don't see how that could be helpful. Imagine that. I'm not quite sure either, but the picture in the background is beautiful. <laughs> now... I'm so glad you played this video for me because I was asking, what is 5-2? Uh-huh. Wait, what is 5-14? <laughs> All of us here on T-squared R were asking, hey, what is 5-14? <laughs> Who knows? what? I wish we could have 5 in our name. Have a, a really mean Bible verse in chapter 5 of some Book of the Bible. We should, that's what we should be. Yeah. Let me see what Leviticus chapter five has. I'm going to be. I'm going to change our vision again here in a minute. Oh, I can't keep up All with right. these vision. So, changes. what are we supposed to do? You are deciding whether you need to <laughs> kick the dog or console dizzy. the child. Ah, oh, poor thing. I don't know. I mean, obviously, the, I mean, what? How do you? How do? You, how do you think the conversation goes? Where it says, hey, it's uh, sitting around Luther now and said, hey, uh, how come everyone's watching Jonathan Fisk on the YouTube? Can't we do something edgy? Oh, yeah. They say, yeah, here, let's, uh, let's start something under five minutes. Let's, let's do something with what, like what Fisk is doing only without theology. <laughs> let's get some really slow elevator music and put it in the back of our edgy videos. <laughs> Like, you know, MTV. <laughs> hey, hey, you guys remember MTV? <laughs> no. Hey, you guys remember how, how uh, we wouldn't let our grandkids watch MTV? We should do something like that. <laughs> what can we get away with? <laughs> well, uh -huh. anyway, this video on here had like 17 views mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Something's working. Mm -hmm. They got us beat by like seven. Mm-hmm. Look at that. 29 people have watched. No, 15 people have watched this video already. 15 people. Where are they finding all these people? Sheesh. Are you going to react to We've been to the doing this for, for seven years now, and we have like six listeners. Are you going to react to the content at all, or just. No, I'm vision casting. What are you. I'm reading Leviticus chapter 5 in order to vision cast. If you could react to the content, I would appreciate it. Well, I, I, uh, I think that this. Oh, it's time for a break already. Can you imagine? <laughs> that was a complete waste of time. Yes, it was. Welcome to t t oh, wait. T squared R. Welcome to T squared R. All right. When we get back from this break, I'm sure we'll have a new vision. 
And then uh, the we're going to try and waste more of your time and maybe actually talk about the subject at hand. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. It's we'll really classy up here. Music. Table Talk Radio will be right back. <laughs> Some people call me the Space Cowboy. Ready? Watch this. Some call me the See, that's my part. Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> You thought it was a person that came in with that guitar riff? <laughs> All right, welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, I think you had another vision during this last... I'm uh, so disappointed in your insisting on us talking about content that I have had another vision. <laughs> No, it's all about oh, I, no, deeds I thought, and not No, our creeds. new name. Before I do that, the name. Yeah, yeah. This, it, the L52 network. <laughs> yeah. This comes from Leviticus chapter 5, verse 2. If a soul touches any unclean thing, whether it be a carcass of an unclean beast or the carcass of unclean cattle or the carcass of unclean creeping things, what do you think that means? Bugs? Dead bugs? If it be hidden from him, he is still unclean and guilty. Now, I haven't exactly sorted out the, the what the what the purpose of our ministry will be based on this verse, but it'll come That's to me, it. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. L52. All right. Now, before the break, we were uh, listening to a video uh, as a promo for what is 514, and we heard about this trendy, edgy I'm so glad because motive. I was asking the question, what's 514? Uh-huh. It's so convenient. You and 50 other people. <laughs> no, 15. Oh, sorry. How many people watch it? Now, all these listeners are so jealous. You shall not covet your neighbor's <laughs> YouTube views. Okay. That's all I'm saying. All now, right, so here's are you, the are chief you problem the... of this. We actually, no, no, I'm kicking the dog. Oh, okay. Because, because teenagers have a real vocation. You want to know what it is? Yeah. They have the vocation of child, of student, and of friend. And now we come along and we put on this fake vocation of missionalist on top of them, <laughs> which is absurd. Why can't is it? Why isn't? Why is the vocations that God gives us never enough for anybody? So we're always making up these fake vocations, like nun or monk or missionalist or whatever. Everyone wants to make up a new vocation because the vocations that God gives aren't fancy enough. It is enough for a teenager. To be a faithful child, student, and friend. What about you? Sister, you, if they have it. you invented a bunch of vocations, like uh, vision caster of the L52 network. Well, look, at this and is the... not for everybody, I'm telling you. <laughs> not everyone has the gift of oh, apostleship God. like me. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, let's move I'm on. I'm about then. to go. I'm by. By the way, just about to go berserk on all this missional nonsense. Have I not done that before? I, oh. I think you have. I'm not really sure. I don't really listen to you. <laughs> on uh, the, one of the things that the uh, five fourteen uh, website has is a tip of the week, and oh. uh, this is going to be the next consideration: the tip of the week. And uh, I think first we should um, say that the the person in this following video uh, has nothing to do with the. Uh, 514 network, but it is someone that the 514 staff has 
has found on YouTube to be a, a useful tip of the week for the web, the visitors of the website. So now, Pastor Wolfman, you have to decide whether you're going to uh, kick the dog or console the child with this video. Okay. It's a, a video about uh, you know following your dreams. This is my first time recording on my channel, and I want to start out with what is your dream and how can you get to your dream? And the first step is to believe in your dream no matter what anyone tells you, is to believe that it is possible. So please leave a comment below. So the second part is on a spiritual note. When you believe in the almighty God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it makes your life so much easier. It also allows you to oh, learn what love is. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. Believing in God makes your life easier. Uh huh. Okay. Next. By learning what love is, you can love yourself first. Oh wait. Love. Okay. Hold on. Stop. Love. So I can love myself first. Uh huh. All right. Next. Compassion, and take time with yourself, and allow yourself to love others. Having faith is the first step, and then believing in your dream, and then everything comes together because you can pray and can ask the Lord to guide you and. You can say, Lord, I don't understand this dream. I don't understand how I'm going to pursue this. And he can place the right people in your life. So faith, your dream, boom, perfect storm. Okay, like faith, dream, perfect storm. <laughs> okay, so uh, Pastor, this, uh, let's say... Eight... I got a dream that we'll have like three dozen listeners <laughs> in the next 10 years, but I just probably don't have enough faith. Uh, probably so. So let's this eighteen nineteen year old something young woman uh, comes to your uh, office and says this is this was, you know her uh, her dream. What do you say, Pastor? I gotta console the child on this one because yeah. I mean uh, if this if this if this was a pastor putting himself out as a public teacher on this sort of thing, it would be dog kicking time. But <laughs> I I think this is probably the result of someone being um, falsely taught um and but the trouble is it's very difficult the youtube kind of the youtube testimonial videos make this very difficult because mm -hmm. the falsely taught are out there in public mm -hmm. giving some teaching so this is a uh this is a kind of a tightrope sort of balancing act but there's just stuff that's wrong in this i mean first this idea that if i learn to love i'll be able to love myself first the point is that you do not need to learn how to love yourself that's part <laughs> of your nature so Paul says nobody ever hated his own body. It was just impossible to do it. And the example, you know, the example of this is when we're watching the Broncos. You know, the Broncos, greatest football team ever to walk the football field. If I'm, if I get thirsty, and I, I, and I stand up and I go and I get myself something to drink, and then I come and sit back down. But if Isaac, you know, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, my beloved youngest boy, comes to me and says, "Hey, Dad, I'm thirsty," I say, "Ugh." <laughs> Wait, great. That's right. In the commercial, because I don't love him like I love myself to my own great shame. So this whole idea that we have to learn to love ourselves first is just wrong. Right. And then the idea that believing in God makes my life better is is also wrong. I mean, I, I suppose it depends on what better is. I mean, it's better mm -hmm. to not go to hell. Mm -hmm. uh, so if you're talking about that, that's true. But it also could be that being a Christian would make things worse. Like you get your head cut off or you get thrown to the dogs or the devil attacks you with a great ferocity. So Jesus promises in this world you will have great tribulation. It, the world hated me before it hated you. 
So we don't always have the promise of mm, of a better life now, some sort of Joel Osteen magic. Right. Uh, that's not the case. And I, I think I'd maybe point out to this young lady that um, you know whether she is just ask the question whether she is getting her information uh, from the scriptures. This is the teaching of of Christianity. Uh, or is she maybe being influenced by the world, the world that tells you you must love self, that you must um, do for yourself, that if you try really hard, if you believe positive things, then your dreams will come true. Uh, is that the message of Holy Scripture, or is this a message that we're hearing from Oprah and others? Right. So, yeah, that'd be good. Okay, well, that's a little quick round of uh, uh, kick the dog, console the child. I think you have to... Uh, discern who it is that you're dealing with in uh, each individual case. Now, I think, Pastor Wolf, we're going to play a a new little thing that you've been working on, something like Five Steps for the Missional Move. This is the, what, sequel to uh, the the two-step, the the heresy two-step? heresy two-step. This is basically how to start a movement in five easy steps. Oh, nice. I've been wondering. (laughs) Now, the the first thing to know is that if you're having trouble with your movement, you... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, you, yes. you've come to the right place because we're here to help. Oh yeah. <laughs> can can I say that we are the theological proctologists? Okay, so we got a few steps that we want to go through, especially if you want to get your movement movement moving. So we got a dance move for you. It's called the movement move. All right. Or M squared. Uh-huh. <laughs> you got it? Yep. See? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now I think it has five steps. I haven't exactly worked them all out yet. I'm still vision casting. This is a live vision cast, basically. This uh, is dangerous. <laughs> that's right. This is not for the untrained <laughs> visionary leader. Uh, I'm, in fact, so such a visionary leader am I that I'm teaching other people to be visionary leaders. Oh, it's like the leader of the leader. It's like a like, network like of leaders. <laughs> now, the first thing that you do to start a movement is you identify some sort of problem. Now, uh, if you want to start a movement like socialism, then you're going to want to focus on the seventh commandment. You shall not steal the institution of private property. Mm-hmm. If you want to start something in the church, you're going to want to think of some sort of church problem. So I'm just going to use... Uh, I'm just going to use the Seventh Commandment as an example. So uh, there's a Seventh Commandment problem. People are very greedy, and some people don't like to share all their money. So some people have a lot, and other people don't have anything. Okay. Okay. Now so I'm, step one: I'm identify this, the problem. I'm going to do this alongside of you. So my my problem is going to be the Fourth Commandment. Yes. Okay. So people, how would that be? People are too rebellious. Okay. People are too rebellious. I got it. Okay. Now, the, the next step is to connect the problem with the underlying institution. So, for example, the reason, in, my, in my Seventh Commandment example, the reason why greed and wealth and things are such a problem is because of private property. Oh. See, I'm going to have a problem institutionalizing the, fourth, the breaking of the Fourth Commandment. <laughs> well, you could, say, you could do this. You could say um, uh, there's a lot of broken families. 
See, oh. a lot of broken families. And then obviously what that means is the institution of family uh, is that's, oppressive. That's the fault, yeah. So if we had less families, there would be so many broken families. Well, you're skipping ahead. Take it easy, oh, man. Whoa, okay. Take it easy. Well, we need to take a commercial break. We'll finish up the movement moving right after this. Somewhere, a mystic is crying. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. Hey guys, we just want to let you know that since the recording of this show, Lutheran Hour Ministries has decided to remove the video tip of the week which is discussed during this episode. They agreed with concerns raised by others that the video maybe did not portray the Christian faith as it should. We're happy that they shared those concerns. We decided to still air the episode as we thought it displayed a way in which we can approach the falsely taught in a loving manner. If you have comments or questions about anything you hear on today's show, be sure to give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652. Or you can always send us an email by emailing us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. So, Vision Caster, where were we? No, no, I'm not a Vision Caster anymore. I am now, (laughs) I have updated my status. I am a movement consultant. (laughs) Oh, that's right. So, Tell me about your movement. <laughs> How's your movements coming? <laughs> Are you having trouble with your movement? I need a, I need a business card. Boy, no kidding. My, where's my business card? <laughs> Brian Wolf, the other movement consultant. Movement consultant. I, I, I used to be. Did you know that I used to be the the um, intentional lead senior. No, no. Intentional senior lead administrative missionalist, Islam for short. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay. So, so, but so now far, I'm the movement the, consultant. I, so you I, identify my, the problem. Yeah, in my step one, I've identified the problem of the fourth commandment breakers. Yep. And you connect I've, the problem to the institution, and especially use words like oppressed. Things oh, like yes. That. So the oppressed families of marriage. The, the, the oppressed families. Okay. So children are oppressed by the traditional family structure. See that? The traditional family uh, has children working for the parents, etc. It doesn't serve them. It doesn't meet the needs of the family, it does, the needs of the children, etc., etc. So then you now that you've identified the problem as the institution instead of the abuse of the institution, now the key step is you come in with your movement, which offers to overthrow the institution. So my movement for the Seventh Commandment, see, private property is the reason we have greed, etc. So my movement is going to be socialism. See, the problem is private property. And if we got rid of private property, we'd get rid of theft oh. and greed. Okay. So In your case, if you get rid of the family, then you get rid of all sorts of family problems, oh. or if you got marriage problems, there's you know there's husbands who who beat their wives, and there's uh, and there's uh, wives who uh, upset their husbands. You, we got all sorts of marriage problems. Oh, all I got over. it. And it's I got because it because you got the yeah. So I, my, I'm going to my movement. My I'm going to promote open 
relationships. Well, yeah, or whatever. See, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's marriage, which traditional marriage is a is a patriarchal structure of oppression for women, obviously. <laughs> so you got so now obviously. the movement is uh, whatever. You know, you just come in with it, so, but you, it doesn't matter what your movement is. It doesn't actually have to be right or good or anything. You just have to, you just have to, you just have to uh, convincingly enough connect the abuses of the institution to the to the structure of the institution itself, and then you're ripe, ripe for a movement. It's like th- th- this is like, it's 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 pulling up anchor. It's you know, I mean, here's a ship. It's out to sea. Has an anchor holding it in place. If you cut the rope, now you're out to sea, and you're and you've moved from being instituted to moving around, which is what a movement is. So, now if you wanted to do something like that in the church, now I, I thought we had five steps, but for some reason that's only three. Anyway, I'm my just my consulting business is just getting started. So I was wondering if I get, if I can master this, could I be a movement specialist? <laughs> of course. You yeah. I mean basically our listeners are now now the problem with this is this is we do not want this to get into the wrong hands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dear listener, don't tell your vision casting friends where <laughs> we don't want them to know this stuff. <laughs> because <laughs> is top secret because yeah. this is the kind of thing that destroys the world by the way if you're wondering and results in world kinds of wars which is what's happening in the church now say you wanted to start some sort of church movement right which we all do oh yeah apparently so you first identify some sort of abuses like um the big box churches are impersonal you know mm-hmm. like that or uh one out of four, teen, four out of seven teenagers, or seven out of eighteen teenagers, identifies no theology. Or, you know, twenty <laughs> out of every six people is an atheist. And it's whatever. okay to just make up a random stat here, right? Well, yeah, a, you guys, okay. because the problem, the key thing. Is, so, so, of course, there's problems in the church. I mean, when has there not been problems in the church? Can you remember? I mean, like for it's like seven seconds after God created the world. <laughs> And then all of a sudden there was trouble, and there will be trouble in the church till the end. Every institution will be trouble. Will have trouble marking it. That's what the devil does. That's what it means to live in the sinful world. So this first part, you just find any problem in the church. There's hypocrites in the church, or uh, the church is static, or the church spends too much time thinking about building, or whatever. Just, I mean, you don't have to think hard about this. Now, here's the key step, though, to start your to be efficient at starting a movement. You identify, you you bind up the abuse of the thing with the institution itself. So now uh, we think of the church in institutional terms, and that is the problem. So the solution to be, if we stop thinking of the church in terms of an institution, but instead see the church in terms of a movement, now we will be a we will be free from the traditional binding structures <laughs> that caused all of these problems. And we will transform the world, or we will end hunger, or we will stop Ebola, or we will shut down all the, the maintenance pastors with radio shows or whatever. I mean, whatever kind of problem you want to identify. You have this utopian vision because it's true. If there's no such thing as private property, there's not going to be any theft. And if there's no such thing as marriage, there's not going to be any adultery. And if there's no such thing as the institution of church, then there's no going to there's not going to be any abuse of that sort of institution. But the problem is if you lose the institution, it's not as you as if you've entered some sort of idyllic utopian 
brought the kingdom of God down to earth sort of thing. You've destroyed the very thing that the Lord established to give us his gifts. And everything is lost. And the only thing you have in a movement, if you lose the institution, the only thing you have is your vision-casting leader following him from behind. That's it. <sighs> you okay? Which is depressing. Now, did you, read, did you reduce the five-step program into a four-step program? When well, I, I think it's only, attention? in fact, I think it's only three steps. How did you say five steps earlier? I'm not sure. <laughs> like a new vision. I've, 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 really, <laughs> I've really simplified things, you see. Ah, I see. Yeah, okay. That's what a good vision casting, I mean, that's what a good, what am I? A mo- that's what a good movement consultant does. Now, I, I was wondering if, uh, if something that might help this whole uh, vision casting movement, uh, you kind of like the, the oil that would, that would uh, make it just move along nice and smoothly, is uh, if we had maybe uh, some mysticism thrown in. Would that help? <laughs> well, yeah, of course it would help. How, mysticism, how? rationalism, and moralism, you just throw in the ladders to heaven because you offer... You see, salvation is not now found in the forgiveness of sins or the rescue of the Lord. Salvation is now put in terms of the utopian vision, see? So now, I mean, you got, you got your, you've got your feminist movement, you've got your environmentalist movement, you've got your socialist movement, you've got your communist movement, you've got your church growth movement, you've got your missional movement... You've got all these different movements, and this is the point of them all, is to come into some sort of utopia, heaven on earth kind of thing. And that's what the missionalist is talking about. That's why the new missional movement is all about helping community. All the the traditional vocations of husband and wife and family and all of this, these all have to give way to the only vocation that that the movement will recognize, and that is the vocation of being a member in the community, being absorbed into the whole, which is basically like a secular form of mysticism. I mean, mysticism, your identity is lost in the divine nature. In, in movement, your identity is lost into the, in, in the collective. Oh. You're so oppressive. I'm going to read to you a sentence oh, in boy. the book called Missional Renaissance. Ready? Oh, I was on my, to, my, I was on my wish list. Go ahead. Yeah, now you don't have to do it. I'm not sure which of these sentences is the worst. How much time do we have? Uh, two or three minutes. Missional is a way of living, not an affiliation or activity. Its emergence springs from a belief that God is changing his conversation with the world and with the church. Being missional involves an active engagement with this new conversation to the point that it guides every aspect of the life of the missional believer. To think and to live missionally means seeing life as a way to be engaged with the mission of God in the world. You got that? Uh, why don't you summarize that for me? So that to be a missionalist means that God is has changing the way that he's talking and changing the thing that he's saying and changing oh. the way that he deals with the world. Because you know the way he used to deal with the world? Through institution. Right. But you know how he does with it now? Through movement. Through me. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. we, we've moved from the institutions of, of a, a prophet and apostle to me. I'm the new apostle. Mm-hmm. Isn't, yeah, that, isn't for, wouldn't that be kind of what the movement's saying? Except for I'm obviously the one with the, the gift of apostleship in yeah. this 
you got, radio show. You've got 30 seconds here. This means that people are not confining their search to God to traditional church settings. In addition, the pervasive mistrust of institutions, characteristic of postmodern culture, extends to the institution of religion. So we, we, we have a drastic call that our expression of Christianity moves outside of the institution of the church and becomes part of the missional movement. Boy, there it is. That, you just what you said. And that's all the time we have for Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like my consulting fees. <laughs> How's your Thanks movement? for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep pain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the cabinets on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.